0: Ian Hamilton here. Thank you for joining us this week. Kyle uh, is somewhere where he may or may not have power. I don't know. Can you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Jamie. Hello, everyone. Good to see you.
1: I'm David Heaney. I'm excited to talk about the news we have to talk about today.
0: Yeah, it's been a crazy week, and it's going to be a crazy week. A lot of things are coming. So, Jamie, you saw these videos first. I think we should get right into this, the top of our news. very first story Oculus Pro leak.
2: Have we seen the Oculus Pro? Is this the Oculus Pro that we've seen? Feast your eyes if you're if you're watching on video. If you're on audio, go to upload and uh, check out the article. We saw a Twitter post uh, or thread late last night in the UK, which would have been midday uh, in the US, I guess, listing four tutorial videos. I guess you would say for what we assume is the Oculus Quest Pro there was no uh, audio to go with any of those videos i don't think and there was no like direct naming of the device but it is a very stylized very facebooky set of videos one of them shows like the user being in front of a mirror and customizing an avatar then there's some like multi user collaboration going back and forth between a the laptop they uh, using the kind of touch controllers as like a pen like you can do in horizon workstations and like one of them shows a dock as well for the controllers so pretty interesting stuff it's along the lines of the facebook connect leaks we saw last year where they managed to post like an entire tutorial for quest 2 by themselves like a week before the event or something like that i was surprised by the design if this is real and valid i was surprised at how the quest pro looks it's like a pair of ski goggles with what looks like a an integrated headband, is the way I described it in my story, and like a front pad that would rest on the top of your forehead, a bit like the PSVR, if you imagine the like the top of the visor there. And it looks radically different to the current Pro 2. So that was surprising to me. I don't know about you guys. Did you expect a radically different design? Or
1: It looks very similar to HoloLens 2. It actually looks remarkably mm. similar to HoloLens 2. And people have said that HoloLens 2 is an incredibly comfortable headset. I think this kind of balance between the larger forehead based Halo designs that we've seen in the bigger headsets and the kind of still comfortable but not able to be worn on a couch or lying back in bed of HoloLens 2 is a good balance if you're designing a device for room scale.
0: And the scene in the mirror, like, what is going on here? And there's that icon. I don't think we have it in our images, but they show a little icon. Like, it almost,
2: I was wondering what that icon means. At the bottom of that thread, that Twitter user then posted an image of an old Facebook patent that showed full-body tracking by looking in the mirror, suggesting that was the way you might enable, like, full-body tracking
1: yeah that really looks to be based on the video here what this is and based on that patent so it's a very interesting idea this idea that if you have an a completely standalone headset and you want to do body tracking you could do a downwards camera but that's going to still have Mm. a lot of occlusion cases and different body shapes aren't really going to accommodate that but if you just get the person to stand in front of a mirror you have a, a clear image of their body that can be seen by all of your front cameras and it'll be easy if the MR VR and QGIS go out and start buying full-size mirrors for their VR room, which is something that yeah. in the past people specifically avoided because some of the older tracking systems and, and uh, the current Steam VR tracking system doesn't work well with mirrors. But yeah, it's a clever solution to body tracking, but obviously it limits who can use it in what scenarios and it means mm. you won't have 360 degree body tracking either.
2: I guess it could mean you would then go on a social VR experience with someone but you would have to be standing in front of a mirror (laughs) which is the weirdest thing to implement into the already restricted VR play space uh, setup. The controllers like reaffirms what uh, we reported on a leak a couple of weeks ago that they've lost the tracking ring. We don't get a super close look at them so I guess you can't use that to confirm that there would be cameras embedded in them. But if the tracking ring is gone, you have to assume that's the case.
1: I think it's interesting to note that this Simulia, who seems to be able to find a way to download the Quest Pro firmware in the same way that people can download the Quest 2 firmware, if you want to side out it manually, that's the same person who was leaking the specs a few weeks ago. It's the same person who claimed to have the dream. So I guess their dream was just them pulling down these firmware files and looking in to see what they find. So I wonder what features that they claim to have seen a few weeks ago are actually going to show up in the final product because it doesn't look to have any protrusion below the front where you would have facial Mm. tracking. So I'm wondering, is the face tracking also something you have to be in front of a mirror for? Or is that something that's actually built into the headset?
0: So room mapper video I posted uh, over the weekend, the tool to visually map out the corners of your physical room and have this smarter understanding of your space. Do we think... We'll get that kind of feature out of more advanced hardware out of the box. Are we going to have that kind of environmental understanding in by the time this actual hardware is in people's hands?
1: I don't know if it'll ship with the launch, but if it does have a color camera for color pass through, there's no reason that Facebook couldn't do that. Other devices that use the XR2 and have color cameras are starting to do that. We're seeing that Lynx is going to have that. And it seems that the limitation on Quest to getting this kind of rich room data is those low resolution black and white cameras. So if they do have the color camera for pass-through, I would expect that over time, though perhaps not at launch, we will see those sort of mixed reality features.
0: Are we going to get into games? I'm dying to hear about games, but we need to talk about so much that's happening with games. And that's one of the things that we wonder about with whether they're going to be taken to the next level on this next generation Mm -hmm. hardware. Things like, we've got to talk to Harry about his unplugged experience. But things like that on this future headset, Quest Pro, are probably going to be cornerstone experiences, I would think.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at that set of videos, there's... On the surface and and thinking about it like quickly or a quick glance, there's not too much there that speaks too much to the gaming side, right? You definitely, in terms of social VR if we're talking about those full body applications jumping into horizons and stuff like that, there will be uh, definite applications there, but the two of the videos actually focus on kind of work collaboration and and social meetups and planning architecture and things like that. so for me, based on what we've seen this week and this weekend, it's hard to imagine exactly what's going to be there, apart from like ergonomic things, like maybe it's a much more comfortable headset, which I'd probably pay another $300 for in the first place. Apart from that kind of stuff, it's hard to envision how they're going to pitch it to a consumer to say, oh yeah, your Resident Evil 4 experience here will be so much better than the Resident Evil 4 experience on the Quest 2, right? Apart from, again, like you said, like hand tracking, if you could end up having a much cooler unplugged experience in a, well, in a couple of months' time when this thing's out, that could be a really big draw. But in terms of like traditional controller-based, motion controller-based VR gaming, I haven't seen exactly what's here yet to make people want to make that jump over the $300 headset. With those mm.
1: small controllers, if you are playing a game or some sort of app where you're interacting with stuff that's very close to you and you want to move mm. stuff between your hands, that lack of a tracking ring is going to make such a huge difference because think of even apps where you're moving lots of small objects between your hands
2: i it'll be interesting to see what we like what gets announced this week what might eventually transfer over to the next proper consumer quest because this the theory behind the quest pro is that it's advanced that it might potentially have features that don't even make it to the next consumer version of the standalone or at least that's what we've all talked about before potentially happening
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to prioritize from the future because obviously this is what we're assuming based on the leaks, a product where cost is not the primary concern. But we know from Facebook statements over and over again that when it comes to their consumer hardware, cost is the primary concern. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of what does end up being in Pro makes it to that Quest 3 eventually. Mm.
0: Could it actually be $600? Or I wondered when we first heard that price attached to it, But this thing that I keep seeing in the images looks like it could be a MacBook Pro amount of equipment all in a standalone form factor. And that would be a completely different class of product, but one that could be experientially just like, if I'm willing to wear it for four hours a day, I'll pay for
2: that if it's Mm. that dramatic a difference. Yeah, it ends up all being relative, right? Like to to Hini's point about like, cost might not be the concern for this product. But in terms of what you expect to pay for a macbook pro or something like that they might still have something that is a very aggressively priced in that category it's just not relative to the the 300 quest in that sense
1: a lot of people are throwing out very low price expectations for quest pro and this idea that facebook's going to compete aggressively on price but i just don't see that happening because their product to compete aggressively on price is quest Two. and if people Mm. are buying a headset with budget in mind they're going to go for Quest 2. And, and the majority of people are going to go for Quest 2 if this thing is priced more than $200, more than it. So I don't think they have to worry about price here. And I think that's perhaps what we're going to see is something that goes for the high-end products without having to compete because those high-end products are already $1,000 or $2,000 mm-hmm. in, in that kind of range.
2: But that's kind of what I mean in terms of relative, right? If you price the thing at, let's say, even $900, that's still what, like, 300 bucks less than a full Vipro 2 kit, which is an enterprise thing. It's still dramatically less than the Vajo Aero, which we'll talk about in a bit. So that, yeah, that's what I mean. Just relatively, it could still be quite an aggressively priced product for that category.
1: It'll be interesting to see how Lynx looks after the Quest Pro price, because if if we're seeing Mm -hmm. something that is on the lower end and closer to Lynx's $500 range, that could be very problematic for them whereas if it is something that's 800 900 1000 i think lynx is still going to have its own place in the market as a lower cost mixed reality headset Mm. yeah
0: i will be extremely curious to see how much detail facebook really reveals this week and let's get into the second subject here because it folds into what we're talking about here so The report came from The Verge, it was Alex Heath over there, right, that I think reported this, that Facebook was exclusively, Verge had this exclusively, that Facebook was considering a complete (coughs) rebrand, potentially, what is it, throwing out the Facebook name, or would Mm. Facebook just become an app within some larger organization? How does this work, Heaney? What do you think?
1: Yeah, the the report suggested, and what seems to be the most logical, is that Facebook, the company, is going to rebrand, while Facebook the app will just be one of their brands so just like facebook the company today has the messenger brand the instagram brand the whatsapp brand and the oculus brand facebook would just then become another one of these brands and the larger company whatever it will be called is then the parent company but with its overall focus in both the naming and branding On AR, VR, and the digital worlds that Facebook hopes to build over the next decade. So, what are
0: you? What what are your odds on the names? I've I've seen there's like betting from the from Las Vegas on odds
2: on the name. What's your current guess on this umbrella term? I think Uh, the most. Mine would just be based on how much Horizon branding we're seeing. Probably Horizon, because that just seems like a no brainer to me. Given that you're doing Horizon Worlds, Horizon Workrooms, and you want all of those things to become. Like those things, if if the metaverse play works out right, those are going to arguably be Facebook's most important products so, in the future. Horizon so Horizon Facebook
0: is this app that's available on your phone where you can like post photos, uh, no, and,
1: and it would just be Facebook from Horizon. Getting fights with your family. WhatsApp yeah. is WhatsApp from Facebook. It wouldn't nothing. Horizon wouldn't be added to Facebook. It would just be Facebook from Horizon. Yeah. I think Meta, M-E-T-A, is the most likely just based on the fact that as other people have noticed and as we were discussing on Slack the other day, Mark Zuckerberg's foundation owns Meta.com, the domain name, which currently Mm. redirects to one of their medical charity slash research organizations. But he's a billionaire. He can just rename that if he wants to. (laughs) I think Metaverse, Meta makes sense. And it's companies these days like to go for these kind of simple, few syllables as possible brands. And it just seems to make sense to me to be Meta. But the other one I've heard is Connect. It could just be Connect.
0: So Meta has a storied history. There, of course, were a company that had an AR headset that was shown in like a TED conference. Then they ran out of money and blamed by drying up of investors' interest in coming up with anything competing. Back during that sort of winter of investing in VR companies, when it became apparent the PC market wasn't as large as everyone expected it to be, it will be interesting to see what they land on. How does it change the way people talk about this company and the, does it give this organization a clean slate? Is it? I have these conversations with family and friends about VR all the time. And it seems like when you're talking with someone who doesn't have a classic Facebook account, doesn't ever plan to post an update to the Facebook account. Why does this headset need a Facebook account?
1: Yeah, I think among tech journalists, among people who are very involved in the tech industry, this is not going to clean their name in any way. It's going to be a rebrand. People will remember that it's called Facebook and they will mm. probably still refer to it as Facebook, regardless of what mm. they branded for quite a while. The important question, of course, is among the wider consumer market, what kind of effect will this have on the reputation? And in a lot of general consumer surveys, people are rarely aware of what parent companies own which subsidiaries. You'd be surprised at how many people don't even know that WhatsApp and Instagram are owned by Facebook. Mm. And so we could see that in five or 10 years time, Meta or Horizon or wherever this company is known for what it does in VR and AR. And there is almost no kind of larger public connection to Facebook or Facebook is just another brand in the same way that Instagram is. And that's how people consider it. So the question is, you know, where along the spectrum are the people who are going to be buying VR headsets in the next five to 10 years? Are they closer to this is just Facebook with a new name and any issues there are still issues? Or are we going to see people embrace the products and ignore the company's troubled history, especially with the current whistleblower announcement? Mm. Only time will tell. And we haven't really seen a test yet of will the wider market purchase a product from this company, regardless of what the branding is
0: why not just stick with the Oculus name? Because it's like the product that has the most goodwill, in my opinion, from Facebook's uh, what three or two or three products, physical products that Mm. they make right now. It's Portal or an Oculus would be the things that someone would buy. And I don't think kids are begging their parents for Portals. They're begging them for an Oculus. And they potentially like it's, if you think back to the Oculus Rift, it was this thing that like it was expensive and, kids did want it or teens at least did want it for their high power pc gaming rig but it was just such a small mark now we've got the standalone it's only 300 dollars. the thing i think i want to underscore right now is mark zuckerberg himself announced the original oculus quest name he came out on stage this is an organization of hundreds and hundreds of people to that time coming together and building all, out all of their vr ambitions and he actually goes through the step of naming this thing and being the person who delivers that news to the public. I would expect he's going to deliver all these big things, and he's going to lay out this vision he has for the next ten years. I would expect that to be that. Like he and you joked, how far out do you think Mark Zuckerberg is planning his future company's ambitions?
1: Well, based on the earnings calls that we listened to and watching his strategy unfold since the 2014 acquisition. I think it's pretty clear that when it comes to vr and ar it is a five to ten year plan i think when it comes to other areas of the company as shown by the recent whistleblower it's obviously a lot shorter term but when it does come to these hardware devices in this next computing platform as he calls it we are looking at the five to ten years i think they'll keep the oculus brand in terms of oculus i just think it'll be another one of those brands for the headset that you wear at home for immersive virtual mixed reality experiences. I don't. I can't see them making that something wider in their company.
0: This is going to be a week in VR for the history books. And Facebook or whatever the company name ends up being after this, I think it's going to be a new age. If Heaney's right over there saying that it's not going to be like a clean slate, it will be the start of marking a new period uh, of VR development. And I think what we're seeing here in all these headsets announcing is these companies aware that there's going to be a lot of attention paid to this market over the next couple months. And that's opportunity for funding, for pre orders, for people who don't want whatever Facebook is going to announce. So it's going to be very fascinating to see what Facebook does or what Mark Zuckerberg specifically does this week to own the fact that so many people are uncomfortable with even saying, hey, Facebook, out loud. And I said that and Facebook popped up in my headset as I'm speaking to you guys. That's It's just going to be a, such a massive week and it's going to
2: Ooh. did he go for you as well
1: yeah. <laughs> he's gone he's in slow motion no he's not gone he's just in slow motion
2: he's just he's yeah doing a beautiful tango right now but we'll tell him we'll tell him when he's back uh um, yeah, but no uh, i was just go for so it, i was go gonna, gonna
1: note on what he was saying there about hey facebook uh, i actually read a report in the information this morning that said that had a facebook internal memo showing that when they changed the hey portal activation word to hey facebook they had a massive drop in the number of people that were using it and i actually remember on this show when hey facebook was first announced request the first thing i said was that is so stupid no one actually wants to say (laughs) hey facebook and it looks like from this internal memo i was right so thank you facebook for actually noticing that your users don't want to say that any other phrase than hey facebook would be great just literally anything other than that
2: do you think they're going to do, I assume this is a thing that can be done, like an update to the Ray-Ban like, software or whatever that lets you broaden the phrases you can use then?
1: Yeah, I would imagine. So the report actually noted that they are looking into finding an actual brand name for their assistant in the same way that you have Siri or Alexa or th- those kind of Cortana names, yeah. which I think would be a lot better than saying... The, hey Facebook but yep. maybe they'll use the overall new company brand as their virtual assistant so yeah. hey Horizon or hey Meta or hey Connect or whatever it ends up being it'll be interesting to see
2: if it's Horizon I want them to say you have to say on the horizon and then it comes up that's a such a great idea. I, it, I it deserve bu- all the money for that one.
0: It bugs me that also Horizon is the name of the company in the Upload TV show, of course, on Amazon. So if they do rebrand to Horizon, we will have to be dealing with Facebook living out a <laughs> rebrand that happened in, ver- in in a TV show first. Thank you for the donation, Big Show. Yeah, th- there's always the comment out there that we have to recognize that people angry about Facebook or not wanting to use Facebook are a vocal minority. And most people out there are very excited with the value exchange they get for $300 for these amazing worlds they get to visit. And Jamie, i got to ask, we're not talking about video games this week, but what did you think of the Japanese Resident
2: Evil trailer? Oh, I thought that was really cool. For anyone that hasn't seen that's it's like... Mixed reality to the extreme of that it puts a person in the worlds of, of Resident Evil uh, Four, and it, it's just very slickly produced. And some of the iconic scenes from the game are recreated in really cool ways. I yeah, I, it's interesting. I feel like I wasn't such a big fan of the kind of live action. What have you got, Oculus? Trailers we saw on YouTube for a year in our advertising, right? That you you pulled the headset over your eyes and then it was in. Uh, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. But it was trying to communicate that it was real life. And I think I've always been iffy on that concept because visually and on a sensory perspective, you don't get that experience anywhere near yet. But this was a cool way to build on the work people have done with mixed reality over the past couple of years and really push up the production value. Sony do a a very similar thing on PSVR, like their big PSVR exclusives for the past five years, like Skyrim and stuff like that. They did really cool, like big budget marketing for that that was a long uh, similar line so I think that was cool I think it's interesting it's been a really interesting week in the wake of Resident Evil 4's launch because I also feel like you see a bit more attention it's it done what Facebook were hoping it would do really which is to bring more attention to the platform it's been reviewed on sites that would usually not bother with VR reviews so IGN, GameSpot uh Eurogamer a couple of others out there and there's there's, it's been positive I remember when Skyrim came out there was like revisiting Skyrim in VR is cool but it's a fundamentally broken experience people were saying here there seems to be a lot of goodwill behind the Resident Evil 4 experience and I think that is could be seen as quite an interesting turning point in terms of the content Facebook is putting out onto the device and how much VR developers have learned in the past like four or five years now to actually turn around an experience like Resident Evil 4 and not make it an underwhelming thing. Not make it even like going back to 2017, Resident Evil 7 holding a gamepad, but now a full motion controlled experience that kind of implements every facet of the Quest in some interesting way. It's going to be interesting to look back and see what Resident Evil 4 did for Quest in a couple of years time. So
0: we've got two uh, stories here that we should probably get through pretty quickly because I want to definitely talk a large chunk here about your hands-on experiences with hardware. Uh, So everyone coming off of the Pimax stream, coming here to find out our impressions. We don't have any impressions of Pimax, but we have tried uh, some other major hardware quite recently. And I can't wait to talk about those things. But let's uh, talk about this upgraded Reverb G2. So HP mm. says that they've upgraded the tracking on the Reverb G2.
2: Jamie, how big of a deal is that? So I think the the stat, and I could be wrong, is like it's 30, 30% more tracking volume, I think, is what they say in the press release, which might as well be. Vertically, jargon. I thought. Yeah, okay. And that is important because I was the one that reviewed uh, the Reverb G2 last year. And in terms of the headset experience, I said it was fantastic. It had like valve index quality comfort, obviously the screen, which was several steps up from the the Quest 2, offered a really uh, fresh, clear experience. And also $600 for a headset of that caliber, I thought, was actually a pretty reasonable price, all things considered. It was just then you got to the Windows Mixed Reality controllers, which HP said they had redesigned to be better, more solid, have better button placement, everything like that. If you just held them down by your waist, the headset wasn't like was going in and out of tracking them correctly. So if you had something like a laser pointer on screen, for example, that would be like zigzagging all about the screen, and it was really like really distracting. Every time in Skyrim, I would bring like an arrow up from my waist to put it in my bow, like I would see the arrow jutter and just couldn't quite decide where it wanted to be and things like that. So if they've actually gone back, and this is essentially the same product aside from there's also improved support for AMD hardware, and I think there's also something different about the face gasket that that escapes me now. But if they've gone back and fixed the tracking, that's a big deal in my opinion. I, I would easily... Re- re-review that piece of hardware and and be much more enthusiastic about it because at the end of the day tracking is everything to a headset like that that is pushing for a top-end experience and if you don't have good tracking not to echo a press release but they say it in their own they say it in their own press release they say what well, good tracking isn't good enough and it's like yeah exactly mm. you need to have the best if you want people to be really enthusiastic about this product so it it's it's a year later than i'd have liked to have seen it but I absolutely welcome the upgrade and I'll be very interested to hopefully check it out again in the coming months. Heaney, anything to add here on this one?
1: I think Jimmy's covered most of it, but as you say, the the issue, the improvement here is in the vertical field of view of the tracking because with the Quest cameras, you have them on the top corner so they can see when you're up and you have them on the bottom corner so they can see your hands when they're down below. But on the Reverb G2, you have two in the front and then two on the sides. So that kind of Below, down at the waist and up above your head, there was a definite blind spot on each. And so Mm -hmm. it seems here that what we're seeing is a wider vertical field of view on on at least two of the cameras, perhaps all four of them. And as you say, Jamie, it'll be really interesting to get that hardware and see. I don't think it's an issue of fixed or not fixed. It's a matter of how much is it improved because they're still not going to be able to see the full vertical spectrum from those camera positions. But if they can see more, the question, is it not good enough that it can be used for serious VR gaming? And mm. you'll hopefully be the one to find that out if HP can get that hardware in your hands.
2: Yeah, because the thing we arrived at a year ago was that if you're into simulation games and you have the best rig for uh flight simulator, Microsoft Flight Simulator or iRacing or anything like that, then yeah, this is the headset for you, but anyone else that wants the kind of like super hot experience or even the beat Saber experience right this is not this just isn't an option because it's going to be affecting your performance so if they can get back in the game that way it'll be really good really cool
0: yeah okay and then the next big one here is the oculus go unlocked os kini how big of a deal is this uh, have you unlocked your oculus go yet and if you do what will you use it for
1: It's one of those things where we really can't know how much of a deal it will be until we see hackers and makers get access to this and really see what is possible in the finer details. The Android custom ROM scene for smartphones and tablets was huge for years and and still is quite big because what you can do when you have that full root access and the ability to flash whatever custom OS you want, you can do all of the things that the system wouldn't allow you before. That means it could be extra hardware. It could be apps that do things that the system would normally not give permission for. But it's so hard to speculate on that because we don't know how motivated will people really be to play around with a three-DOF headset that can only map the rotation of your head. How much energy will there really be from the maker community to work with a product from Facebook, even if it is unlocked in this way? So really only time can tell, but the potential is certainly there for some really interesting things to happen, especially when it comes to people adding extra hardware and then maybe building a kind of open source VR OS that can be used in future standalone headsets for community projects and as an alternative to what manufacturers are providing in their sort of closed down stores and preventing sideloading. So I think this could be the foundation for that kind of open source standalone OS from a community. But again, it's a question of how motivated are the hackers and makers that would put in the hard work and effort to do this? How motivated Mm -hmm. are they really?
0: Yeah, I tried, I pulled out my Oculus Go in preparation for this release, expecting to do something with it. And I have two of the original 3DOF controllers, and both of them seem to have like batteries, that leaked inside or, or the contact point Ooh. where the battery meets the battery compartment is not okay. And it I, I can't tell if either controller is holding a charge and without that controller right there, what's the point of unlocking this old OS? Even if I could like download uh, a file and preload it with all sorts of interesting things to view on my old.
1: You've just given me a sort of idea for what someone could do. They could make it so that the, home launcher or they could build their own home launcher that allows you to use head gaze and a gamepad so it could be optimized around playing old emulator games that use a gamepad and you wouldn't even need to have the rotational controller you could have systems that are designed for mouse and keyboard once people have this access and even without flashing a new os you have root access on this unlock bill so people can replace the launcher that facebook oculus launcher with their own you could see all sorts of input devices be supported because That kind of rotational pointer is ideal for a certain kind of content, but it's not really what people are interested in using these days. You want either motion controllers or if not a gamepad or a mouse and keyboard.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to think about that from the open source setup perspective, like a Facebook account is required from the outset of setting an Oculus Quest up. What does like, the ideal uh, setup system for a VR headset that doesn't require that look like? Is it, your very first thing to pair a Bluetooth control input with this headset? And shouldn't the OS immediately make that possible for you to do right at the outset? It would be really neat to see a standalone system that had that kind of user-first uh, setup system that doesn't require a Facebook account. I, I would love to see that.
1: All right, Uh, are
0: you guys ready to get to Jamie's hands-on experience? Because this is a big deal for me. The fact Jamie over here and David Heaney have actually met face-to-face and spent a few days actually investigating VR hardware together. And that kind of blows my mind that this actually happened after such a long time working with each of you. And Mm -hmm. it took this long for it to happen. (laughs) And also just what a breath of fresh air it is to actually have fresh vr hardware to assess after such a long time in isolation can you like paint a picture out there for the people of what it was like to actually have this experience
2: yeah so we're talking uh mainly about the the value arrow which is a headset that was announced last week and the idea is that Vario is a Finnish company that traditionally does uh b2b headsets incredibly high spec but also incredibly expensive B2B headsets like the VR3 and the XR3 that also come with uh, expensive subscription software that kind of jacks up the price a bit more. And they're a company, as I said in my review, which you can read in the site, they're, they're a company that I would visit like once a year, would see the latest cool things they were doing and marvel at them, write an article about how much I liked it. And then I would also ask them, okay, cool. Are you going to be doing a consumer headset anytime soon? Because you you have all these specs that people want to see in consumer headsets. And they would say, "Yeah, not not anytime soon." I'd go off, and I we'd meet them again next year, and do it all again. The, the difference this year is that they actually do have that device. It is a the two thousand dollar Vario Aero that kind of removes the front cameras, so no pass through, no hand tracking capabilities, like anything like that. But keeps a lot of the same specs. So ridiculously high uh, resolution display. A very comfortable three-point fit design, eye tracking, and uh, automatic IPD adjustment, and a lot of other expensive bells and whistles. The re- so the the thing about this headset is that meeting Heaney to discuss it was very much a necessity because I put this thing on my head, and I think pretty much every review of this headset out there says this. Is the first thing you do is you notice just how ridiculously crystal clear the screen is, and looking around VR environments is like immersive, like never before. I could line up a gun sight, and I wasn't getting any kind of like any of that fuzz you might get even on a Quest Two or something like that. It felt like a solid, real metallic object in front of me, and that was cool. Gameplay wise, it allowed me to be more precise with my aiming. I like to feel, and and there was a lot of it felt revolutionary in terms of the clarity of, of that display system. But I turn my head once or twice, like within five seconds of putting it on, and the, there's like blur almost, pretty much almost everywhere. And if, if we're looking at like a room with a solid grid right out in front of me, which is what the Vario base software is, it just kind of all suddenly turns into this very wobbly phased unsolid mesh in most of my um, periphery. And I am immediately thinking to myself, "This can't be right." And then we're getting into the issue of like fixing up PC hardware and making sure you have the right specs, making sure there's nothing wrong with the headset itself. Trying to like specifically explain to the guys at Vario what's going on and if it's and something that everyone's experiencing, or if it's just something relevant to this unit, or I'm not doing something right, I haven't calibrated the eye tracking right, or something like that. And so that's when I was like. I need to get someone that will definitely know what's going on here, <laughs> over to to England, to uh, to come and try it with me. So Heaney came over last week, and we spent some time testing testing the arrow, uh, and it was a a really interesting experience. I think because we both together spoke to Vario, and they were saying that this is a software issue. Pupil swim is what you like to call it, Heaney. and it's a software issue that they are re- like still trying to fix. Even though the headset's technically on sale, and I think the first units are shipping in December, and they're expecting to have the first Bayo aero ready software in December as well. So it's there's a very weird timeline here of if the software to actually properly review it isn't ready in December, why do I have as much as I like given early access to hardware? Why do I have this thing now? Like, why am I not uh, testing this in December or November with a beta version of the software? So I ended up reviewing it and saying that a lot of aspects of this headset are fantastic. Obviously, it's a $2,000 headset. You already know if you're going to buy it or not. And and the way I put it is that if you're reading this review or watching this podcast, sitting on your 6 off motion platform in your racer chair with your steering wheel and your free wide monitors and our website is right in the middle of it and you're reading it from that, yeah, this headset's probably of intre- high interest to you, but everyone else... Not so much. I think the the final verdict won't be here until the end of the year when we know if Vario is really going to be able to deliver on what's promising in terms of those software updates. Right, Heaney?
1: Yeah, it's we can't give a final verdict until we know whether or not they can correct that issue. And as you said, some people call it pupil swim. Some people call it peripheral geometric distortion. But essentially what it means is that if you have an object in front of you, and you turn your head, the object does not look solid. It looks as if it warps as you rotate. And I'm in a Quest 2 right now. When I turn my head, the world seems stable. The objects seem to change shape as they would if you turned your head in real life. And in something like a PlayStation VR, in something like a Valve Index, in a HTC Vive, you're going to get that same solid feeling. But despite this really crystal clear resolution, as Jamie's pointed out, the Vario Aero just doesn't have that. And this is a known issue with aspheric lenses. So most headsets that I've just mentioned use Fresnel lenses or Fresnel hybrids. And Fresnel lenses are really good at keeping that kind of geometric consistency, but they do have their own issues, specifically the most hated one being the God rays. If you move to aspheric lenses, you completely get rid of that God rays issue. You can make sure that you get a clear Area of view over the entire lens, which is something that is very hard to get in a Fresnel lens. But the issue is that geometric distortion is very difficult to correct. That is it impossible to correct. We don't know yet. Sony and the PlayStation VR One used aspheric style lenses and actually managed to get almost no pupil swim. It's geometrically consistent, so there is kind of room for hope there. But I am somewhat skeptical that. This headset at this stage, still having this issue, is going to be completely fixed by December. Maybe they'll be able to update the distortion profile to remove most of the issue. But unless they integrate the eye tracking in the headset and find a way to do some sort of dynamic distortion correction, it seems very unlikely that they will be able to fully correct this issue given the lens design that they have chosen here, which is just so disappointing given the other specs of the headset given how comfortable mm. it is given the resolution given that integrated eye tracking but for me if i was going to purchase a high-end PC VR headset i would pick the vive pro 2 over this simply because of that and
2: that's the thing about it right, is at it, it's a strange review to write because most of what i'm saying about the headset is very positive and you're having such a cool experience when you're able to put that issue aside but first of all the issue in itself is so prevalent that it's never more than a, a few minutes away from you reminding yourself that it's there. And second of all, when you're in the two thousand dollar category, there really is just no room for in that space, especially with something as large as this. Right? This is a, this is this makes the any Vive headset look much cheaper than we've all been giving HTC a lot of stick for the past five years. Right? Like. They've never gone to the two thousand uh, dollar level of any of their headsets. I don't think so. I yeah, I agree. It's it's a weird disappointment in that it was everything I wanted it to be, and then there was this one extra thing that really ended up being a massive uh, thorn in the headset side. And to Hindi's point, yeah, no, no real expectation that come uh, December everything will be magically fixed. But even if they can combat it somewhat, I'll definitely be jumping back again to take another look but yeah it's
0: yeah so we've tried we're going to need to chart here pretty soon heaney is really good at making charts does anything that require a wire interest you guys at this point is it what is the market for wired vr headsets at this point
1: i think sim racers and flight sim players are going to still not really care about wireless and almost prefer wire just for this kind of simplicity and I think when it comes to this head specific headset specifically, that is the market. If you're a sim racer and you're playing a sim racing game where you're looking forward the majority of the time and you're not really turning your head that much and it doesn't really matter to you, if there's a little bit of distortion as you're turning your head slightly, if what you want is just maximizing the clarity and what you can see out in the distance and you have the highest end $1,500 graphics card that can actually drive this kind of resolution then something like this headset is going to be extremely appealing to you. And maybe even if you're playing the kind of flight sim game where you're not turning your head much, in more civilian flight sim games perhaps, mm. and you're, you're using instruments more than you're using your head to turn, you're going to want this. I would say something like DCS or any of the combat flight sims where you're turning your head a lot, I wouldn't want to be using this headset because it's just that's not going to feel great as you turn back around and the world's distorting around you. So th- that's where the wire stays, but that is quite a niche but maybe that maybe where this is priced the margin is sufficient that niche is okay for varjo and their main market could still be the small business to the point where this enthusiast market is just a kind of nice to have extra
2: yeah i and i i do also think at the end of the day the real test of the wire and and if that is a thing that's accepted in the vr market anymore is going to be the psvr2 and i i do think there's interest for the vr experience that still lets you be on your couch that's a lot of what the original psvr was at the end of the day Heaney, when you were around last week you played farpoint with the aim controller you could still have a pretty good experience sitting down on a couch and xena our video editor when it comes to vr she prefers to stay seated and stuff like that so the wireless thing isn't such a big deal for her i just think yeah the reception to psvr 2 is going to be that the proof of well, the test the real test for it the reason i wanted to go full
0: circle with this back to what we were talking about with facebook and the quest pro is we've got all these new headsets and you've tried this new technology this, this new wired system but i think you're we almost talking about two completely different universes facebook is competing in and it's like facebook isn't really competing with this anymore i don't think they're mm. about to compete on the largest stage the world has ever seen and that's with the likes of apple and google so the, the the companies so apple google samsung these companies that put a device in every single pocket on earth almost majority of the people on the planet and facebook wants to go after putting headsets on those people as the next generation of computing that's who facebook is competing with this week the announcement of whatever and the and i started off at the beginning of this saying mark zuckerberg came out and gave the price of the original quest and he's been key in telling the story i don't see the harm in facebook coming out and naming a quest pro this week giving all of its crazy features saying it's going to be on the market sometime next year and making absolutely clear that if you want to get in on this now you go and get the Quest 2 at whatever price is their entry level for this and then be ready for this Quest Pro experience next year. And one of the things that, that Facebook can practice is if this Quest Pro is uh, one-tenth or one-one-hundredth of the market size of the Quest 2, they can test out buying uh, higher-end hardware and a slower sort of uh, buying process that might be tuned for individuals. If you go look the Ray-Ban purchasing website, you can go and get your prescription figured into your headset or your, your into your glasses pretty easily. Facebook could conceivably do that with a Quest Pro, and the fact that it's a lower margin device may make it possible for them to do that. And I the reason I focused on the Apple competition is if Facebook comes out with its, you know, swinging and comes up with a price that no one else can match, including Apple, what chance do any of these devices like Vario, have?
1: Yeah, I think if they do announce Pro or tease it, they will have to give a price, because otherwise it does risk that kind of effect of killing their own product's sales, the Quest too, if, if people are going to start speculating that this would be 400 or $500. Mm. But as you say, it will be really interesting to see how this product does affect this higher end niche market that we've seen that HTC and Vario and Pimax operate in, and whether that market can still healthily exist. O- obviously, the fact that Facebook is completely focused on the standalone aspect, and Oculus AirLink is still a side thought, and Guy Godin's virtual desktop surpassed it in features and carry that PC support along more than AirLink itself. Will that be enough to compete with these devices that are specifically designed for the PC experience? It really depends on, on what the specs of the Quest Pro are. If, if we see Facebook go for something that is just a little bit better than Quest 2, then I think there is still a, a area in the market for the likes of Vario Aero and Vive Pro 2 and so on. Whatever Valve announced in future, if the Deckard rumors are, are true of, of Valve. But if Facebook really is trying to build the best headset they can and cost is not an aspect then that's going to definitely harm these higher-end competitors because they simply will not be able to compete on price and they won't be able to also offer the standalone experience. Hmm.
0: Any closing thoughts? Is there anything else we need to cover? What else do we have coming up this week, Jamie? It has been an insane week for the two of them. Uh, Did you get any recovery this weekend, Jamie?
2: Oh, yeah. I had a lovely weekend walking and drinking and eating <laughs> i felt like an asgardian it was great i don't know i'm i tweeted at the start of this month it feels so good to have it's been a relatively slow year for vr all things considered quest 2 came out quest 2 is doing well that until the end of the year there haven't been any hugely noticeable or notable software releases playstation said they were making another headset but basically said they weren't gonna say anything else about it this year so it's been a quiet year for vr so far and it's been it's been nice in a sense to have an october that has been this busy and crazy and last week like trying to review resident evil 4 and this in the same week was quite fun i'm looking forward to connect for sure i I know what you're talking about in terms of like the metaverse and, and how this could be a very significant week for the rebranding of facebook coming at it from the sides of vr that i'm interested in terms of software and gaming and vr design i don't know if connect's going to feel like an off year this year given they've announced resident evil resident evil's now out and they have medal of honor coming up this year as well i'm sure there'll be a couple of games announced so we really don't know anything in that space for Thursday. So that's what I'm really going to be looking for on Thursday.
1: Mm. Heaney? Can one of you cast the most recent image, the first image at the top? Because this is what actually struck me about this Quest Pro video leak more than anything, is that we saw one of the videos show this kind of metaverse concept. And what I'm really interested to see it Connect is a real fleshing out of all of this hype and all of this hiring and all of this funding that Facebook has been discussing in relation to the metaverse. And we saw this kind of view of people playing Beat Saber and then going straight in to a co watching experience where they're side by side watching some sort of cinema. And, and this is what I, I really want to see from Facebook: something that shows that they're serious about this metaverse concept. That we're not just talking about these siloed, separate apps that don't match the social experience that they're promising. I want to see co watching where you can sit in a virtual theater with your friends side by side and watch some kind of content synchronized because that's something we just haven't seen emerge from vr yet and it was actually one of the focuses of oculus go but never actually shipped as a feature for oculus go and was thrown to the side so let's see whether facebook has something substantive to announce in the metaverse or whether it'll be more hype and more future promises without any concrete Mm.
0: i think it's going to be a mixture of both it would be my guess a very interesting mixture of both those things i would be very surprised i love that we're ending on this co-watching experience because it is the cornerstone thing that everyone wants and I, i thinking back to the gear vr they had this arcade that you could go into and pay like a couple dollars and have a classic arcade game emulated or in the original code actually sitting inside that system, and you could play on this old system, classic ar- arcade game. But it was lonely; it was only you on your own. And how did you? How could you go and share that arcade cabinet with a friend? And here we are all f- full circle with a headset that actually people want to buy in significant numbers, and there's nothing for that right out of the box you have to download apps for any kind of experience and we understand that facebook is like again competing on the biggest market imaginable and that requires making deals with netflix and disney and other owners of licensed content to make something like this possible work across all of facebook's devices all all the devices that they power co-watching on facetime on apple is going to be a killer feature and i've already been using Using the sort of Disney Plus co washing feature. And when you can do that really effectively in VR, it's one of those things that's always been promised, but it's, you've got to run, jump through some hoops to make it possible. And I would not, I would be really surprised if Mark Zuckerberg didn't outline exactly how they're going to enable this kind of process on the Quest 2 in the very near future, and then on future headsets down the line. And when they bring to bear just, how unparalleled the scale of their investment is like we we keep pointing it out in our podcasts but 10,000 people and how many more that they're just going to hire to work on these things it is really an investment that is unmatched to my understanding in this space and this week is their opportunity to make that point. And that's even like before we even talk about the things that get you excited, Jamie, of, of talking about the new games.
2: So it's yeah, going to be a crazy week. We should say as well that we are anticipating being live in here, hopefully after the keynote, to talk about what's been announced. So I see you on a case where you say, oh, no, another excuse not to stream on Thursday. I see you. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday. It will be a Gamescast, but the Gamescast will probably return in November, I promise.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a lot to digest and we're going to be doing it on an ongoing basis. Come here with your questions, introduce new people to VR. I think that's I think that's the moment Facebook is going to be ready for this. This week is they want every person who watches this show on Thursday to come away going with a recommendation of whether they're getting a Quest 2 for their family members this holiday season and having in the back of their mind whether they're really interested in upgrading to Facebook's next headset next year or the year after. And I think they've got a lot of effort to to sell that, and I don't know. We've, we're seeing it in our audience there's a lot of people out there excited to get VR headsets, and Facebook has the stage here. We'll see if Valve or any other expected, unexpected things happen this week. But I'm excited. It's going to be a wild week. We'll have the latest for you. We will be back in the studio as soon as we can. It's going to be a lot to digest in a very short amount of time. So share the links to the VR Download podcast. Make sure to come join us uh, live with your questions. We will have it all digestible for you as quickly as possible. And uh, yeah, we're going to go right about Pimax, aren't we?
2: Yeah.
0: But one of you knows yep. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, <Jim>, Gene. <laughs> Far Jim too is going confusing to, to me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you on Thursday. It's going to be crazy out there. Come share the link next time when we're live. Thank you for joining us. And yeah, we'll see you in the future. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in.